This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Hey guys, welcome out to Psychology Hacks. Today we're going to get started on our NLP series. Today is day one of this, and I've been looking forward to this for a while, so let's jump right into it. NLP stands for Neuro Linguistic Programming, and big words that basically just describes how the brain relates information in regards to the physical world via the language that we use and also how this language is stored. So if that seems a little bit confusing, don't worry because it's going to start to make sense here in a minute. Essentially, at some point, researchers realize that the way that we experience life has a certain structure to it. Our minds code and store information in predictable ways, and we process information based off of certain mental strategies. Now, once you understand what those strategies and structures look like, then you can essentially start to manipulate them however you want. So let me pause here and make sure that you understand what this implies. It means that you can intentionally choose how a memory or experience will affect you. Okay, you have complete control over this. You can decide what mood you wanna be in at any given time, and you can hack your brain for optimal performance whenever you decide to. So, any phobias can be quickly cured. Any troubling memories that you have, you can take the emotional sting out of them. And just about anything else you can imagine, really. This is a super useful uh, tool at your disposal. It's something I've used for years, which is why I've been looking forward to doing this. Um, and it was really, it was a really powerful uh, factor in my life for a long time. It still is. So um, if you want, if you want to use NLP to cure any kind of serious issue, um, like let's say if you have some kind of like PTSD or something, you, you should. It, it is absolutely possible to to do it um, by yourself. But you should. It, it'd probably be a good idea to talk to a professional first. Um, I mean, there, there are actual certified NLP trainers out there. And therapists that use um, this so I'm, I'm not saying that you should run out and go do this on like your most troubling issues however um, if you do learn how to do this and practice and get better and better at it eventually you know I, I, I can't stop you from trying to use it on yourself and honestly you, you can do that um, I've cured some pretty serious issues I haven't cured my, my fear of heights yet um, but I honestly haven't really tried so Diving into some of the more traumatic memories can definitely cause problems, and it can definitely, there, there, there is a disclaimer to put in here. That's, that's, that's all I'm saying is that you know, proceed with caution. Try to talk to a professional if you can, but I'm going to teach you some, some methods that you can use, that you can experiment with, and if nothing else, I'm going to tell you some things that will put you on the right track. Uh, I think that what I give you today will be practical, and what I'm going to give you next few episodes is going to be like actually useful as well, but I'm just saying, you know, proceed with caution. That being said, it is extremely powerful. I have used this many times. Personally, this is why I can, I can attest to it, that it does work, it's very useful. So let's get into it. Um, first of all, something that you're gonna hear a lot when you're researching NLP is the phrase, the map is not the territory. Uh, every NLP I've ever, or any NLP book I've ever read has said this. And what it means basically is that the mental map that you use to, to navigate through life is not the same thing as reality. It's useful in the sense that it's gotten you as far as it has, but just like a, 
a paper map is not the Amazon jungle, the ideas that you have about life are not necessarily accurate. And people never really take the time to evaluate that. So let's, let's, let's start off by um, taking a look at the map. First of all, you take in information through your five senses. Your brain stores information about the world based off of these senses. And uh, for the sake of this, we're going to call these senses modalities. And the, the submodalities are the smaller aspect of these senses. So for example, some submodalities of sight would be the, the brightness, the distance um, of the object to you, the, the focus, the color or lack thereof, the viewpoint, picture, uh, if, it, if it's like a still frame or if it's a, a video and so on. And now in, in this context, I'm, when I'm describing these submodalities, I'm talking about uh, in your thought, your memory. So if you, if you remember something and it's, you know, bright and uh, close, close to you, that's going to have a different, it's, it's going to have a different emotional impact to you, which is, is just kind of interesting. We're going to get into that in a minute. But understanding the, the submodalities is, is probably the most basic, but also the most useful part of NLP because you, you're going you're gonna to play with this and use this information in pretty much any exercise that you do. And to see what I mean, let's, let's, do, let's, do, let's do an exercise. Um, first of all, disclaimer here, if you are driving, which is how I listen to podcasts, um, don't do this exercise while you're driving. Just listen to it and come back later. It's... It's not, it's not hypnotic, but it's, you know, you go into a semi-altered state of consciousness. So don't, don't do it while you're driving, okay? However, you have to actually do this or you're going to get zero benefit from NLP, all right? If you don't practice it, nothing's going to happen. You have to do it. And it's worth giving it the benefit of the doubt because it's a very well-renowned system. So let's get started. Again, not if you're driving, but go somewhere quiet and think of a pleasant memory, all right? Try to figure out what makes this memory pleasant to begin with and try to start identifying as many of these submodalities as you can. So for example, is the, is the memory a picture? Is it, uh, is it dynamic? Is it, is it bright or dim? Are there sounds? If there's sounds, how loud are they? Is it the picture close to you or far away? Is it first, second, or third person view? Uh, do you have tunnel vision in this? Is it blurry? Is it in focus? Uh, do you feel any physical sense of touch in it? Are you smelling anything? As many as many things as you can possibly identify, okay? Now, while you're in this, you're, you're fully absorbed in this memory, start tweaking it, okay? Start adjusting these submodalities. And most people never really try doing things like turn up the brightness in the memory or make the sounds louder. And they can be kind of, it, it can be a little surprising when you find out that you can do it, but also that when you do it, it, it has an emotional effect. So just adjust the different modalities or submodalities, excuse me, until you start to figure out which ones make you feel good and which ones make you feel a little bit worse off, which ones take that, that emotional content out. So the cool thing about it is that you can leave the memory adjusted and maintain these feelings. So you, you don't have to just tweak it and, and move on. Like the memory will stay the way that you adjust it. So start by taking, uh, the, way, the way to use this practically is you would take a somewhat unpleasant memory. And now for learning purposes, I suggest doing something that's not too bad. Like maybe somebody irritated you yesterday. Maybe somebody cut you off. Maybe uh, someone cut you out, I don't know. The, the more intense it is, the, the harder it's gonna be. So, so start small, do something that's easy to practice with. Nothing that's like going to seriously bother you. Because if you try to go into memory that really upsets you and disturbs you, 
one, you need a little bit more practice before you tackle those. But two, you can get distracted by the emotional content. So you need some practice going into it. But get started on this memory. Just kind of immerse yourself in it. And as you relive it, start to notice the submodalities and start to notice the difference between the, the submodalities and this memory and the, the pleasant one. Okay. And then start to hone in on like where, where the major differences are. So like for me personally, uh, if something's very relevant to me, it's, it's bright. Okay. And it's close up. And so if I, if I turn the brightness down and move farther away, it has less emotional impact for me. And that's, that's me personally, but I'm just giving you an example. So figure out what works for you. Uh, typically brightness, um, moving it far away and watching from an outsider's position, like a bird's eye view and making the voices low. Or you can actually make the, the voices, uh, like a, a cartoonish kind of high pitched sound. You can turn it black and white. You can see it from the perspective of, of somebody else, like I said. And all of these things that typically will help rob the memory of its emotional sting. So again, you're doing this with the, the, the negative memory. And it's just just start turning down uh, all or adjusting all of these submodalities until you start to feel like it's not really that um, upsetting anymore. And so run through it a few times so it's a, kind of start the memory over again. And each time adjust the qualities and try to do it quicker and quicker. Like you don't have to do one at a time, but just try to go back into that memory and remember how it was when you had already adjusted everything. So you go back into it, take a brief rest in between. Um, each time you go through, reset real quick. And imagine once you've done this, done this like, I don't know, five or six times, start seeing a blank canvas focus on the blank canvas, and then the, the memory starts playing on this canvas, right? Kind of like a movie projector. And then uh, go through it a couple more times and try to go faster each time. Uh, and also try to try to push the, the memory a little bit further away. And finally, what you're gonna do, once this is kind of, like, once it's really starting to not bother you, you're starting to not really feel any emotional impact, freeze the image, put it in a picture frame, and then imagine that you're dimming the lights around this this picture frame in the room and move it further and further away from you. And we, we I, I read a, f a few books that I've looked into, they suggest um, locking it up somewhere, like imagine that you lock it in a basement door or throw it off a cliff or something like that. That personally didn't really work too well for me. It, it was enough to just kind of put it in the frame and kind of move it off to the side. But again, play, play around with it, figure out what works for you. Now, when you've done this, uh, I, I, I would suggest doing it a couple times, like maybe three or four times at least. Um, and of course, if you're still feeling the emotional impact, then keep going until you don't. But get off, get up eventually, walk around, and then after you've kind of broken state, then go back and try to access the memory again. Now, if you did the exercise right, you should have a pretty hard time remembering the original version. And there shouldn't be much emotional reaction, if any at all. If there is, again, just keep trying at it. Or maybe pick something that's less bothersome to practice with. And to reiterate, the map is not the territory. And by doing this exercise, again, you have to do the exercise or you're not gonna get any benefit from it. But this just, it illustrates how whatever you think of the world, whatever memories you have, whatever beliefs you have of how things happen, uh, whether they should, they're going to happen or they have happened, it, that's not reality. Your brain codes information a certain way and it changes it all the time. Every time you access a memory, it, get, it changes it a little bit. So now what we're doing in this exercise is we're just showing that you can make these changes intentionally and you can change it in a way that is actually beneficial to you. 
So there's some really good exercises online, like some guided NLP meditation exercises. And again, if you if you can find a, uh, an actual professional to help you with it, I would definitely advise that. But it's not necessary. Um, you can you can definitely do these exercises at home. Um, but again, before you try to tackle any serious issues, get some practice with it. And I'm just giving you, I'm just trying to give you an understanding of the tools that you play with here. We're going to do some more exercises in the upcoming episodes, and we're going to talk more about the science behind it. Uh, but I just want to give you guys an introduction to it. It's a very powerful tool. It's a very uh, useful way to manipulate your own psychology. And I would not be doing the show justice if I didn't give you the actual literal way to hack your brain. So thank you for listening. We're going to dive into some more techniques in the next episode. I will see you then.